Thanks for clicking on the second episode of the Arizona Bees podcast brought to you by the Southern Arizona Beekeepers Association. It's a club for beekeepers in Pima, Cochise, and Santa Cruz counties. With me today is Tom Chester, a longtime beekeeper from the San Francisco area. Well, Tom, you being a beekeeper was quite serendipitous, wasn't it? Uh, I'd been wanting to keep bees for some time starting in the late 80s or early 90s. And in the mid-90s, 1996, I think, I was going to a meeting at, a, at the Randall Museum in San Francisco. On um, It was on a different topic, and I happened to go by a um, meeting of the San Francisco Beekeepers Association. So I did not attend the meeting I was intending to and attended the San Francisco Beekeepers Association meeting at the time. And so I started keeping bees in 1996. So that was in downtown San Francisco. In the middle of town, there's a, what was called the Josephine Randall Jr. Museum. And it had, uh, it was offered a meeting space for groups uh, uh, like beekeepers and at the time, the Mycological Society and so on. San Francisco, a good place for bees? Beekeeping goes in cycles, and when I first came in, it had gone through a down cycle, and I think there were only about a half dozen people at the meeting. And then later on, it, it began to increase and became more popular again. And so there might be 30 or 40 at a meeting a few years later. So people find a spot for bees in San Francisco. There's a, a lot of plants that are in bloom. It's uh, good forage for bees, eucalyptus. It supports bees quite easily. And then uh, in addition, the group had a bee yard that was out of town, and, and it was able to uh, take advantage of some of the, of the native and semi-native flora. Well, Tom, generally speaking, were they hobby beekeepers, one or two hives? Yeah, they were all hobbyists. Somebody might have up to, oh, a couple of dozen. I knew one fellow who had maybe that many, maybe more, I don't know, and, and he would sell the honey, and you could get a, a great price for the honey. But it's difficult because trying to find a place for bees and then trying to get to them and tend them and so on. But no, it was, uh, as far as somebody who had maybe had uh, some, between two and six colonies, it was an easy place to keep bees. Well, Tom, talk about that alone. You know, you had a group of people in San Francisco. Now you're in Tucson. You have a group of people here that are raising and tending to bees. Yeah, and talk about how important that is. Uh, that's true. But, I mean, a lot of people want to save the bees, but yet uh, beekeeping is, is doing quite well. Uh, beekeepers are making money. Bees are the are the uh, canaries in the coal mine, of course, and we have to are treated with insecticides and so on to deal with mites. And uh, commercial beekeepers who put bees in California into almonds run them like a feedlot, so they'll put them in the fall and then feed them and until they go into almonds. And so, yeah, we do need bees, but a lot of what you hear about bees is not true. You'll hear the, the old trope that one of every three bites of a food we eat is due to bees, and that I, that's a, a terrible exaggeration. Most of our Calories come from cereals in the form of grains or in uh, or in the meat that feed on those grains. And uh, so we would survive without them. The world would be a, a much um, a sadder place without honeybees. But it's the idea that we need them to survive is not true. But, Tom, that's not taking away the importance of bees, is it? No, 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 it's not. And uh, one of the nice things about keeping bees is that it's playing chess with nature. I mean, it is. And uh, Maybe we would um, understand the natural world a little better if more people kept bees. But a lot of people, the voices tell them they want to keep bees, and then they're not ready. They come in, and, and uh, 
they'll watch a couple of videos on YouTube and think, I can do this. And beekeeping is like uh, like chess. It's deceptively simple. You can learn enough in a few hours to get started. And, and I have been doing it for more than a quarter of a century. I'm about ready to begin to learn to keep bees. And I've had as many as 40 hives, and I was a mentor for the Oregon Master Beekeeper Program, and I've taught beekeeping classes and so on. But a lot of people get into it, too. It's a disadvantage to themselves and a disadvantage to the bees because they don't know what they're doing, and they don't understand how difficult it is. And it takes a lot of – it's not a lot of time, but it takes responsible time. You have to get in and figure out what's going on in the colony, and then you have to study bees. I think that the um, the Internet has done damage to beekeeping in a way because people think it's easier. They're going to watch some videos. Videos and bees don't watch videos at all, <laughs> and so you got to be out and be in your colony to, to learn from them. And I'm not as cynical as I sound. I teach people beekeeping when I can, or I like to help people. That's why the it, the internet is not the friend of new beekeepers because there's a lot of things that are there that are wrong. And also, it's easier to keep bees on the internet than it is to put on your suit and sweat and open a hive and get stung and everything else. Well, Tom, tell me, and you know, from the Bay Area to Tucson, how did that evolve? And I moved from the Bay Area uh, 18 years ago and traveled around for a few for six months and then ended up in Southern Oregon in Klamath Falls. Spent, uh, oh, I don't know, seven years there. Spent three years in Portland and now here for seven years. And so I don't know whether that all adds up. But anyhow, I wanted lived in San Francisco for 30 years and kept bees there for about 11 or 12. And my wife and I wanted to try something different. So we tried something different. So now we've been around and now we're here. So beekeeping is different in every place. Maybe it's more difficult here because of the challenge of the heat, because of the challenge of dealing with Africanized bees, because of the the distance from places like uh, Northern California where you can get bees and beekeeping supplies. It's more difficult here. There's less of a beekeeping community here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether that's due to the internet or whether it's due to the nature of, of the difficulty of keeping bees here, but there's not nearly, in Oregon, for example, I think there are 15 bee clubs and there's much more of a mutual support among beekeepers, a sense of community of beekeepers than I've found here. And I'm a community guy. So maybe I'm self-delusional. So Tom, the Southern Arizona Beekeepers Association is important to you. It's my source of community for beekeepers. And Tom was actually the president of the Southern Arizona Beekeepers Association from January 2021 to January 2023. So Tom, you're telling me you don't have bees right now because you had to remove them from the property that was being repurposed by someone else. They informed the guy at the site that they he had to move the colonies because they're going to use the property for something. And so I couldn't find a place to keep my bees because they were partly Africanized. And I didn't want to have to go all the way to uh, Avra Valley. So I sold them, and I haven't been able to find a place to keep bees. I live on the east side of town. Okay. And so what I want to do is I'm hyper-cautious. I can't keep bees at my house when one of my neighbors doesn't want me to have bees. So that's fine. I respect, I respect that a great deal. Well, Tom, how difficult is it to be in an area such as where you are with Africanized bees? Well, it's not difficult. I'm just hyper-cautious. And if I kept all European colonies all the time, and I stayed in on top of those colonies all the time. It'd be no different than keeping bees in Portland. You'd get marked queens. You check to make sure you have a marked queen all the time. You worry, make sure they're not being usurped, and so on. But what I want to do, and then if I had a place that you know where the neighbors were tolerant, but there's a fear of, of Africanized bees here, and so that makes it difficult. But also because I because uh, the swarm any swarm I get will almost certainly be Africanized, but it's gentle for a while, and until I can get it requeened after about a month, it becomes more defensive. 
Africanized bees are not aggressive, they're defensive. And so after it becomes more defensive and until I can get a queen. Or if a colony is taken over, you know, it becomes defensive. Or if I lose a queen and I can't get a queen because it's the wrong time of year, then I have an Africanized colony. And so I'm persnickety about that. And I'm hyper-cautious, probably more cautious than anybody else I know about this. So what I want to do is I'm looking for a place that would be on the east side of town. I don't want to drive very far, no more than about eight miles maybe. And I'd like to have about 150 feet between where my bees are and animals and people. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think that's more than necess- more than would be needed. But I'm hyper cautious. I want to err on the side of uh, being careful. So, Tom, you're confident that you'll ever get back into having bees? I'm. I'm looking for. I mean, I haven't been able to find a place. I'm, in fact, I have some notices here. I want to put up in feed stores to see if I can find some place. But it's a, it's a real challenge, and so you need to be able to get to, get to the bees, um, having enough space that makes it comfortable, um, have to figure out a way to water the bees so they don't get in somebody's swimming pool. And so it's a challenge. It's not the simplistic thing. But, you know, if you, if you, there are people, I know some great beekeepers, a couple of great, really good beekeepers in downtown Phoenix. And you can you keep bees, but you stay on top of them. You keep water out for them. You put time and you put money into them, and you don't worry at all about Africanized bees. My style of keeping bees is I want to learn how to deal with Africanized bees. I want to, instead of buying a buying a nuke and spend all that money at this stage of beekeeping, I'll just get a swarm and then requeen it. But until I can get it requeen, they're they're hot, so they're defensive, in the same term. And so that's just it. So right now I don't have any colonies, and I'd like to find some. I occasionally get a We'll get a swarm and I'll feed it out for a week or two and then pass it on to somebody else. Well, that's Tom Chester, a member of the Southern Arizona Beekeepers Association, looking to get back into some beekeeping when he can. And remember, the Southern Arizona Beekeepers Association has monthly meetings the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. For more information, go to southernazbeekeepers.org. Again, southernazbeekeepers.org.